Hello, and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host, James, and today we are going to be looking at the episode Dumb Dumbwaiter. So the episode opens with Mrs. Twombly stacking cans while singing about how she's a can stacker. And she knocks over the stack of cans with her own can. Pause for laughter. (laughs) Okay. So, um, after she knocks it down, uh, she realizes what she's done and has to put everything back. And then she says, I certainly have more appreciation for those ancient pyramid builders. (laughs) You you mean slaves? (laughs) Because... You should know that they were pretty much built by slaves. <laughs> but, uh, whatever. This is a job she's determined to do and starts from the beginning. Meanwhile, upstairs, Blythe and the girls' pets are having girl time. But, yeah, Pepper doesn't seem to get some of it. Like, I don't know. She doesn't get the powder thing uh there was one other one uh, i wanted to minimize my notes but that that did not work out as i had planned it and again i have like like a little over 2 pages of notes i think uh i i wanted to keep these episodes from going long but you know what, whatever. Let's see what happens. So, um, during that time, uh, Minka sees Blythe has a really shiny comb and wants it because she wants shiny things. But Blythe explains that it's her emergency comb but and that she can't have it. So then um, she explains why she has an emergency comb Which is, like, a situation where, like, all of a sudden, a sudden burst of wind comes and messes up her hair. So, she takes that and combs it down to perfection. Which, I mean, I guess is, like, a valid reason for having an emergency comb. I don't know. I don't like combing my hair, so... But it looks good naturally, so... Anyway... Um, so, like, when they explain, uh, Minka still wants it, but they say no, and the pets start laughing, and Roger, in the other room, just hears animal noises, (laughs) and thinks it's music. (laughs) It's like the music these kids are listening to these days. (laughs) I thought the animals was an old band. (laughs) <laughs> oh god Roger is like the ultimate dad dad <laughs> like dad dad <laughs> and like Roger asks no wait that doesn't happen yet but but oh, shoot I really should have taken more notes especially if I knew I was going to do that later but um <laughs> Ro- Roger <clears throat> thinks it's music and then makes a note to himself that kids have no appreciation for the classics. <laughs> I love Roger so much. Is is like 
like the most dad ever and okay that's my voice going hold on okay i'm back uh yeah these these are not done in one take you're you're getting a real behind the scenes look at how this podcast about a show from 2012 is going <laughs> so anyway after he says kids have no appreciation for the classics i'm sorry that just that just kills me every time roger puts on his own uh music and um he proceeds to jam out to those so, um, back in the room, uh, Pepper is giving off a peppermint smell, which is her signature smell, which I've been meaning to ask, can, can skunks produce more than one smell? Like, I don't know, that's a thing that comes up a lot in this show. And it happened in the first episode, and I don't think I mentioned it there. Or might have, and I just forgot because we're like on episode eight of this. Well, episode nine, but the first episode was two episodes, so and it technically happened in the second episode. But n- never, you know, that's not the point. That is not the point. The point is, like, can skunks give off more than just the smell bad smell that? skunks associated with that came out weird but whatever you know what I mean like I don't I'm not sure they can cause like that's like I think a defense mechanism cause like no one wants to go near that unless you do which <coughs> yeah well I need more water um, which, I mean, cool for you, but whatever. Anyway, so Pepper asks Zoe what she thinks of her eyeshadow, and Zoe doesn't like it terribly much. I mean, I don't think it looks bad, but I might not be the best at, um, uh, judging how makeup looks. But, I don't know. Whatever. So because of this, Pepper's feelings are a bit hurt. But Zoe tries to patch things up. And then, uh... And then meanwhile, down in the downstairs, uh... The guys are just lazing about, thankful that the girls aren't here. But Sunil says he wants the girls back. But when pressed, he doesn't know why. He just thought it would be, like, a kind thing to say. And then when he... It's like, nah, you just gotta relax. If the girls are here, could I do this? And then it just gives off like a hurricane wind burp that blasts Neil and Russell, goes through the pet door in the pet area over into the main shopping area, and knocks over Mrs. Twombly's cans again. Even at the second time, you know where <laughs> this goes. <coughs> so, uh... Like, Russell and Sunil agree that, uh, that, yeah, Vinny could not have done that if the girls were here. I imagine, like, 
then he could if it were to save a life because that was like really strong like like is Vinny also an X-Men a mutant how many mutants do we have and before you say anything yes I did just get that off of TV tropes but it fits it really fits I got the Blythe thing off of TV tropes but everything else seems to fit it's like hurricane winds in a burp. That's impressive on any feat. So, um, and then Vinny vows to make this a pure guy's day. And I'm actually going to go get some more water before I continue. Okay, sorry to keep informing you that I'm taking a break, but... I know it's unprofessional, but, like... I mean, I haven't put out a podcast in more than a week, and uh, this is, like, the best time to do it. So, anyway, after Vinny vows to make this a pure guy's day, he snaps his fingers, and then a song happens. And it's a 50s-style song about being a guy. Because it's 50s, Vinny is dressed as James Dean, and the other two, I think Sunil might be Fonz inspired, but other than that, like, or Russell, they're like, they're all greasers basically, but Vinny is specifically dressed up as James Dean. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, that just, I mean, he's iconic enough to know where, like, maybe a kid might have seen, like, the image of James Dean at some point. Like, I saw the image before the movie. Well, Rebel Without a Cause. I know he did three movies, I just know Rebel Without a Cause. And that movie's... Like, that movie's actually darker than... than how you would imagine, like, it based on, like, the poster of James Dean... But whatever. Like, the song itself is alright. I guess. Like, it replicates the style enough. It just comes out of nowhere. And also just... Whatever. Like, the... Like, the funniest thing about the song... I guess, in quotes... Is that Sunil's not good at adding lyrics to the song saying that musical theater wasn't his thing. And, yeah, he's just not great at, like, putting lyrics into it that aren't, like, group lyrics. Like, when he has to do it solo, he's not great. I don't know. This is just, like, this is, like, a an example of, like, like the type of song most of the songs I think are in the show though I'd have to check but I don't think there's like many others like uh like introducing everyone and then uh Zoe's crush song from last episode but I'd have to check on that whatever So, uh, like, 
And as soon as the song ends, Vinny wonders what the girls are up to. And then back upstairs, the girls are still having a good time. And then uh, it turns out that Penny Ling ate all the popcorn. And then Minka tries to get Blythe's comb again, but fails when Blythe gets a phone call from Sue to rush down to the frozen food section of O Foods for a flash mob, which Blythe forgot about. A flash mob. I don't know. I, I'm I I don't know. Like this this just dumbfounds me. I'm just. I just don't think I've... I don't think I've seen one, to be perfectly honest. But, like... I think it's just weird that they're just organizing a flash mob. I, like... What what am I supposed to do with this? It's a flash mob. Uh, anyway. So, apparently they've tried doing a flash mob before. When Blythe didn't show up. And Sue doesn't want a repeat of that, which was just her alone in the library playing music and flash mobbing without the mob. And is just embarrassed at it. So, um, like Blythe says, she'll be on her way and wraps up girl time with the girls. Uh,. But not before noticing that Minka has her comb and then Blythe gives it back. I mean, Minka gives it back to Blythe. Blythe gets it back. Shoot, I am not great at the talking right now. But whatever, you know, we'll keep going. Real behind-the-scenes stuff. Anyway. <coughs> uh, young me calls Blythe like a minute later. Saying that Sue is inviting more people, but she's worried it'll just be the two of them and a bunch of frozen foods. In O Foods. I think I might have heard that wrong. But I heard O Foods. And, like, I had to rewind to make sure they said something. Because I wasn't sure. Well, because, like, I mean, at least they specified... But anyway, so uh, Blythe instructs the girls to get into the dumbwaiter, but Blythe drops her phone, and Penny Ling falls behind to eat the delicious carpet popcorn that was left behind. So uh, the dumbwaiter with Blythe, Minka, Pepper, and Zoe in it falls, but not all the way. It gets stuck. So in the dumbwaiter... Uh, Blythe is beginning to freak out, saying she doesn't want to count the ways that, um, this could get her into trouble. So Pepper and Zoe begin to say different ways, but then Blythe stops them by saying, I don't want to count them. So, uh, she tries to go for her phone, but then she says that she left her cell on the bed. When she clearly dropped it on her on the bed. Like it just flew out of her purse. It wasn't her fault. She didn't leave it on the bed. It was just an accident. That's a lot better than what she's saying happened. But I guess like. I don't know. Memory, memory's tricky. So uh, Minka begins to freak out. Because she's claustrophobic. 
or as she puts it, a space monkey, because she needs her space, and she doesn't have that being stuck in a dumbwaiter with two other pets and a human. So um, they ask Penny to see if she can pull them up, and she agrees by saying, and then says, uh, don't go anywhere. Which is which they notice is weird <laughs> to say in this situation because they're stuck and can't go anywhere. That's the problem. So uh, Penny tries, but uh, lift, lifting a person's job for Russell and his muscle, not percussion he provides. For me, it's a yeah. Y'all can see me now because you don't see. But you, I, okay, I'm just going to stop. I, I wrote that <laughs> I I just I just I just had to okay that was that's too good of an opportunity to pass up. So for real though, Russell did lift two adolescent girls. I'm gonna say adolescent. I think adolescent uh, falls under eleven or twelve, maybe. You know, I'm not sure. This is... I'm still confused by the age of these characters. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so... Uh, but Penny Ling can't do it. And says that the rope is stuck. Uh, Blythe blames herself for not wanting to be late. But uh, Zoe says that uh, she just didn't want to be late. And they say stuff about. Yeah, sorry about that. I usually <laughs> I usually pause to edit out that or get that out of the recording. But you know what? I'll leave it in this time. I'm feeling weird this podcast, and we're already 18 minutes in. So let's just keep this going. So um. <clears throat> so uh, Zoe tries to comfort her by saying that you know she didn't want to be late. She just. She just made a bad decision, whatever. And then Minka explodes some more. So uh, Blythe asks Penny to get boys to help, but Penny points out that she can't be seen by her dad, which is true. So Blythe says that uh, Penny should go out the window. And uh, Penny says that's a bad idea. But it's the only way uh, to secure that no one will see her. So anyway, back downstairs. Um, the boys wonder when the girls will get back. And they're also throwing Russell onto the ceiling to see if he'll stick. Which he does. Because he's a hedgehog. And hedgehogs have the pins. Or whatever. So anyway, upstairs... Penny Ling goes by down the building by, and I'm not kidding, using bubble gum to blow a bubble, but then it gets popped by a pigeon, which she grabs onto for a bit, but slips off and falls onto one of those sideways-facing flagpoles, and then gets bounced up and hits a banister, goes into a tree across the street, and then falls into the trash, which... Penny says that that was awesome, and I will agree. Um, 
in the dumbwaiter. Minka is still in freakout mode. And Pepper is stinking up the place because she's nervous. And Zoe insults her makeup again, which causes a fight and puts Minka into a corner. Blythe tries to calm it down. And Pepper tries to adjust the smell. But since uh, Minka's getting, like, most of the smell because, like, she's put in a corner by Pepper's rear end, uh, she snaps more. So, uh... (laughs) Back upstairs, Roger is still jamming out to the classics and hears Minka's monkey noises, thinking it's more music, and asks Blythe to turn it down. I can't, I can't not help but smile at this. This is amazing. I just love dad humor. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, then Roger notices that uh, his watch says it's a certain time. I saved that sentence. And says he has to fly, which you would think means fly because he's a pilot. So he's probably off to, you know, fly a plane. (laughs) So anyway, uh... Minka, like, freaks out, like, more, and then Blythe thinks to distract her with her emergency comb, which works because it is an emergency, and Minka loves the shiny more than she hates being in an enclosed area. So Blythe wonders how she gets herself into these situations and lists off some bad scenarios, And then Pepper lists off the worst case scenario, saying that they're all dying here. And then asks Blythe, how does she get into these situations? So, um, on the ground level, Penny Ling enters the store unnoticed while simultaneously knocking over the cans that Mrs. Twombly is stacking. And, uh, yeah, she gets mad again. So, um, when, uh, Penny enters, she tells the guys that Blythe is, and the other pets are stuck in the dumbwaiter, or as she says, the transporting box thingy. I don't know. They keep, they keep saying that. I didn't, I didn't think to write it down because I didn't find it great or funny or whatever. So, um, I'll just say dumbwaiter. So, <clears throat> They're stuck in the dumbwaiter. So the guys kind of ignore it at first because they're putting on macho airs. But then they hear the situation after Penny explains again. And so they get Russell off the ceiling to see if they can help. Um, so they go to the dumbwaiter on the bottom level. And again, all of the guys play macho while trying to prove themselves to see how they can rescue the girls. And uh, that's when Mrs. Twombly comes in and sees what's going on and locks the four pets up in a cage for their safety. But it's not a very effective cage because uh, immediately Pennyling breaks out of it by turning the hand by pawing at the handle and it turning so 
um, they, uh, avoid Mrs. Twombly and then slam the door on the way out to the front door and knock over the cans again. They, they, more cans just keep getting knocked over. So anyway, uh, Penny Ling explains how they should get up by reversing the process that she used to get down. Uh, which I think was like, go up into a tree, jump onto a banister, jump onto the thing, take a bubble gum, and then get carried by a pigeon. But then Russell says that there's a fire escape that they can use in the back, which everyone goes to, and then Penny is annoyed <laughs> that there's a fire escape that she didn't know about. So, um, in the dumbwaiter, Zoe and Pepper are still fighting in the, uh, dumbwaiter about the eyeshadow and Blythe tells Zoe that she shouldn't anger uh, Pepper because it smells but now she smells an old dog bone which Pepper says it's not her but it's actually Zoe's and she keeps an old dog bone uh, under her beret and then uh, Pepper accuses her of uh, holding out on food, saying that they've been in here for weeks and she's starving. But Blythe points out that it's been less than an hour. And then Pepper says, hey, yeah, she doesn't know. Animals have no sense of time, but she's hungry. And Zoe's like, you know what? You're completely right. You can have it. But then Pepper doesn't accept because it's covered in a bunch of dog hair. So, um, anyway, the, uh, Penny and the boys stack to open the door to get into Blythe's room, and then Penny alerts them that the guys are here, and the guys again try to be macho by saying, oh, we're the guys, we're coming in to save you, but Penny's having none of it, because she led the charge to get up here, she has an idea for how to get out of it. And she's not taking anyone's crap. Good for you, Penny Ling. Good for you. Anyway, so she comes up with the idea to have them uh, jump up and down on the downwaiter to loosen it. And when Russell tries to be macho, um, Penny Ling just stares him down. And then he, like, walks it back really well. So, uh, anyway, they jump up and down. And uh, it works eventually, and the dumbwaiter loosens, but now it's going too fast. And then Minka, snapping back to herself, uh, thanks the comb for saving them, and then uses the comb to stop the dumbwaiter from sliding before it crashes. And uh, when they get down safely, a ball rolls out and knocks over Twombly's cans and she's fed up with stacking cans for the rest of the day because they keep getting knocked down. I warned you about those cans, Twombly. I warned you. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Either. Whatever. So, uh, they celebrate uh, Penny Ling and Minka because they ultimately saved the day and Penny makes a remark that they're not bad for a couple of girls which I mean I guess this is kind of like a weird 
gender thing episode, but it got lost in the shuffle of like the dumbwaiter, the eyeshadow, the cans, Roger, and like everything. So, uh, and then Zoe also apologizes to Pepper about her eyeshadow and says that when they're in the pet shop, it looks good in this light. And they make up and hug it out and stuff. So then uh, later, Blythe meets with Sue and young me and tells them about what happened. And, uh, okay, yeah, I have I wrote this down. I should mention it. They have this running gag. I say running. It only happens three times. But where uh, one of the characters says flash, uh, splash fob instead of flash mob. And then they get corrected to flash mob. I think. I don't know. I didn't find it funny. But then. I don't know. It came up a third time. So I wrote it down here. And it came up here. So. Um. Yeah, they're just seeing if they're all right and stuff. And then uh, they show Blythe the video of the flash mob. And a lot of people showed up to it, uh, including someone who dances goofy, which Blythe was laughing at first. Then it turns out to be Roger (laughs) dancing like he was dancing to the classics. So Blythe, embarrassed, goes back into the dumbwaiter, hoping to get stuck again, because once that hits the internet, she she's going to need a hiding place. But then everyone laughs, and that's how the episode ends. So, uh, two things. Uh, well, a few things, maybe, but uh, first thing, uh, I never thought I'd have to say can so much. When referring to, like, Mrs. Twombly's can running gag of stacking the cans. Anyway, uh, second, um, this episode is actually a little bit better than I thought it was. And I had to go through and write down the notes. Like, Penny Ling's stunt, uh, was pretty good. And I can't wait for the follow-up, Penny Ling's Maroon. I, I don't know how many of you will get that, but it, it makes me giggle. So I just thought of that too. I just... Whatever. So, uh, all in all, yeah, this was like... This was a pretty good episode. Again, it's it's more of a fairly normal-ish episode. Nothing too out there for anything. But, um... Yeah, it was enjoyable. So, and I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Uh, that was it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to tune in next time when we go over the episode Eve of Destruction. And if you liked this episode, please leave a comment on Shout Engine or a review on Apple Podcast and uh, to tell me what you think because I've been dying to hear what you have to say. So, uh, thank you for listening to this, uh, episode, which featured a bunch of behind the scenes of the Little Spetcast, and see you later!